Welcome to Live to Grind. My name is Brennan T. Adams, serial entrepreneur, inventor, TV creator, and speaker, passionate about helping others create something great and become unforgettable. Join me each week to discuss practical ways to help you increase your income and impact as an influencer in your industry. My goal is to help you take your business and lifestyle to the next level. Now let's get started. Welcome back to the Live to Grind podcast show. I'm Brendan C. Adams, and I'm going to share with you all, my loyal listeners, my book. I finished it a couple weeks ago. I didn't really publicize about it too much. It's more behind the scenes, but two and a half years ago, I recorded a book, and I put in a Google Drive and did nothing with it. Now, three weeks ago, I ended up recording, well, going through all the content, and then seeing my thoughts, and then recording a second part to the book for each chapter that shares where I'm at now, how my thoughts change, which some of it it did, I even make fun of myself at times, and where some of the things I said are still on point, and I'm still working on them today. So I wanted to share that with you. What I'm going to do is over the coming weeks, you're going to get every chapter of my book. Now, if you want to buy the audio version and get access right away after you listen to one chapter and you think, oh man, I want to jump into this right away, you can get access. You just have to email me because it's not public. You have to actually get it directly from me. Send me an email, brandon at brandontadams.com. That's brandon at brandontadams.com and say, hey Brandon, I'd like to get access to the audiobook and uh, I'll get you access to it. Um, but again, it's, it's not public. It's literally, I've been just at events, giving out on flash drives and I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. It's different. It's raw. It's real. Some things you may not agree with. As you know, I'm controversial at times, but um, the book is called The Journey in Entrepreneurship, Building Your Brand, Influence, and Income Inside the Mind of Brennan T. Adams. So this is going to be the first. You're going to get the intro to the book, and this will be the first part of the book. But again, every week, well, I'll probably just release it every other day here. You'll get another chapter in the book. I really would love to hear your thoughts. You're going to learn about crowdfunding, how to create your own TV show, how to build your brand, how to build connections. You're going to hear stories of my ups and downs in entrepreneurship. You're going to hear everything I've ever done. And uh, I did this book for you. It's recorded for you to help you, to support you on your journey. And I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. But let's jump right into it with Inside the Mind of, well, me. Let's get started. I want to take this time to acknowledge all the people that have supported me and allowed me to not only make this book happen, well, to allow me to have the stories that I shared in this book or you're about to listen to and learn from because people that I'm about to talk about are the people that created the Brandon C. Adams brand that helped me through the journey, that supported me, that were there for me and my rock and and the a big part of everything and I I won't be able to list everyone but the people that stood out the most is what I want to share now and the w- most important person to me and person that needs more recognition for what she's done is my wife Samantha my wife has been there through thick and thin and people don't realize what we have been through we have literally been through in the last 5 years the ups and downs, we've seen very low moments, poor moments, not having any money. And we've seen trophies together, winning Emmy Awards and, and co-hosting our own TV show together. But we've seen a lot. And she's always pushed me to become better. 
Samantha, you've pushed me to become a better person, a better man, and you've picked me up when I had nothing left to give. You know, I'm always a person to motivate others, but she's literally helped me go further in life and, and gave me the motivation to keep moving forward. Without her, none of this would be possible. Without her, none of this would be here. So thank you, Samantha. I love you. To my dad for showing me how to build a business at a young age and being a great mentor early on in my journey and always taking me places and and showing me what it's like to be a great father. He was an amazing father. And, you know, dad, you've you've allowed me to to live the life of, as an entrepreneur. What I say is you turn me into a Spartan entrepreneur. Thank you for allowing me to be in the ice business and use that knowledge for everything I'm doing today. To my mother, Becky, thank you for teaching me how to always try to put yourself in somebody else's shoes. You would always tell me, Brandon, you never know what somebody else is going through. So always try to put yourself in their shoes. And you might not always get along with them, but always be good to people. You've always been caring. You've always supported me. And mom, I'll never forget the times you supported me through my homework, through my raising money for St. Jude's Bikeathon, and doing all the crazy things that I did. I'll never forget it. And thank you for supporting me during all my endeavors in football and sports and being there to cheer me on. To my brother, through spending time with me growing up and always being my bigger brother and and being the guy I always looked up to, my role model. And yes, thank you for being one of the original people that believed in me and invested in Arctic Stick. To my sister, always supporting my dreams, always being my cheerleader and being there with me at a young age and taking care of me and even now being a great supporter of me. I I love you so much. Thank you. And also thank you for you for investing in Arctic Stick and believing in me at the beginning. To Andrew Zelaski, who is somebody that has literally allowed me to do everything with our brands. He's a guy behind the scenes that believed in me with Arctic Stick to doing crowdfunding campaigns, to Young Entrepreneur Convention, to the companies we launched, literally everything. He's always been for me, uh, been, been there for me. And yes, you are my brother from another mother. And yes, just keep going. To Mike Silvestri, who supported my dreams and helped me build everything we had put out from websites to the back end, all the things I didn't like, uh, the logistics, payroll, you name it. Uh, Thank you, Mike, for supporting these visions and dreams and being at the Amazon Invention Tour. I'm so glad that you came to the event, heard me speak, and came up to me afterwards. And also being my (laughs) therapist at times during the tough times to get me through it and talk me through it, being my own coach. Saba Ali, for being one of the biggest success stories from my mentorship. You have followed everything that I've said. You have landed me on the Grant Cardone Show. You have applied everything that I have led you to to go do, and now you're a best-selling author. You are a TEDx speaker. You are living a life of fulfillment in entrepreneurship, and I am so proud and honored to say that I helped you in a little way early on. I'm glad that you are in that class at Iowa State back in 2015. Thank you for being you. It's success stories like yours that drive me to keep going forward and keep sharing my message with others. To my mentors, Cactus Jack Berenger, thank you so much for introducing me to Think and Go Rich. It changed my life. It it gave me everything I have today. It allowed me to have the life I have today with my wife, with my career, 
with everything. It literally is the Bible to life. And the mentorship you have given me, you allowed me to think bigger. Uh, I'm going to share this quote that you said to me, I don't know if you remember, on your doorstep one day. Brandon, you become what you think about most of the time. Tana Gertz, thank you for pushing me to be confident and go in front of the camera and stand out from the crowd and and just being able to just do things that I really believed in and believing in me back in 2012 on the pilot run of the TV show America's Got Money. Thank you for voting for me to be a success and also just pushing me to think bigger. You know, it's you gave me my first experiences on camera and leading me to peak agency to do modeling, acting, and being able to put myself out there, which ultimately led to me becoming a TV host and producer. And yes, we both are skunks. And for anybody that doesn't know the behind the scenes, the reason behind that is skunks stand out. Everybody knows what a skunk is because they smell. Well, we don't smell, but the thing is when we walk in a room, everybody knows we're there. Kevin Harrington, you've been a great role model for me. Everything you've done, I've followed you, I've studied you before we even became friends. Um, From building a brand to the original shark on Shark Tank and inventor of the infomercial, you've taught me so many lessons. I've learned to think bigger, to do bigger deals, but the biggest thing I take away from you is the power of business relationships. We have done so many different deals together, and I've seen how you've been able to build relationships, and what I've learned from you is create lasting relationships in business and always help others and always give more back. The more that you give, the more that you help others, the more it's going to come back in return. Thank you, Kevin. You literally have been a huge support for my wife and I with being the executive producer of Success in Your City and just being a great mentor to push me to think bigger. And two, Jeff Hoffman. Jeff, you know, I'll never forget when you first spoke at Young Entrepreneur Convention. You, to this day, is the most liked speaker that we have ever had, and you've inspired me to become a better speaker. And the support you've given us for success in your city. And I want to leave this powerful quote that you had told me one day, and I'll never forget. Brandon, don't compromise anything. Shoot for the top, do it your way, and don't bend until and unless the world makes us. To my buddy JLD, John Lee Dumas of Entrepreneur on Fire, for allowing me to work with you with the Freedom Journal and in launching one of the largest crowdfunding campaigns in history for the Freedom Journal. It's it's just it's amazing what has come from that. It's launched my career, and you've also taught me the power of discipline. You know, uh, I've always been disciplined, but you took it to a whole new level, and I salute you for that. Thank you. To Greg Rolette, man, you are another brother from another mother. What you've done for helping me with Young Entrepreneur Convention coming in last minute and saving my ass. I never didn't have to go sell my truck, but also just giving me the opportunity to become your co-host for Ambitious Adventures and, and teaching me so much. Damn, you're good at copy. You're really good on camera, and you're a great mentor to have for the TV industry. To Sean Vela, Sean, you've done so much for Samantha and I. You've opened up our minds to what's possible in the TV world. 
given us the ability to win Emmy Awards is from you. You literally have allowed us to do that and believing in us and supporting us during our journey with success in your city and being our therapist at times as well for success in your city on and offset and making us think big in what we're doing with success in your city. You have been a huge part of bringing that to life. And I thank you. You are such a good human being and damn, you're good at videography. Well, cinematography. You're good at directing. You're good at it all, man. You you got you got what it takes to be a success in this industry. And you are such a good person. And Brandon Green, you know, I haven't known you long, man, but I'll tell you in the last six months, you've helped me get over some of the biggest obstacles and you know what they are. I won't say them out loud, but I will tell you without you, I don't know how I would have got through them. Thank you, man. I appreciate you. Shout out to the rappers NF and Eminem. I just got to say, you guys' music is badass. It's literally motivated me to become more successful, to get me through the tough times. Eminem, you've been a part of my life since I was young, and just your music motivates me in so many ways. And my favorite songs from you are Till I Collapse, and also it is Believe. I love it, man. It's so good. Thank you. And NF, man, 2018. Literally, your music is what got us through doing our journey for success in your city. And by far, my favorite song is Why. And it starts with, what's your definition of success? And also, for all of you out there that I didn't mention that you know who you are. You've supported me. You've helped me get through the things that I never thought I could do. You've been fans, whether you liked my my pages or you shared our posts or you did something to help us. You supported an event, you bought a product, whatever you did, you know what it is. Thank you. You always need your fans. Without your fans, you do not go far. And also, I want to thank my haters and I want to pray for my haters because if I didn't have haters... I wouldn't have had the motivation I needed to get through the tough times. If I didn't have the people that told me no, I wouldn't have had the motivation needed to get that yes. The people that said I couldn't do something, that I shouldn't do something, that I wouldn't do something, you're the ones that pushed me to show you I could do it. Thank you so much, and yes, I'll pray for you. Okay, I said my thank yous. Now, let's jump into the book. The Journey in Entrepreneurship, Building Your Brand Influence and Income Inside the Mind of Brandon T. Adams by Brandon T. Adams, read by Brandon T. Adams. This book is unlike any other book. I like to do things differently, and it is authentic, it's real, it's raw, it's real. Some of the things you won't agree with, some you will, and let's agree to disagree. You know, I recorded two and a half years ago a book. I recorded my thoughts. I recorded my thoughts on my phone, and some of the recordings you're about to hear are from when I'm driving down the road, when I'm in different parts of the country. I recorded what I believed in at that time and what I had done to achieve the success I had had up to that point, how I'd built my own brand and opportunities that I had, and how things changed. So there are recordings that you're about to listen to are from two and a half years ago. I started recording these back in 2016, and I just left it in a Google Drive, literally left these thoughts in a Google Drive for two and a half years, and I decided to bring them out. And after going through them again and listening to them, I wanted to share them with you, but also I wanted to share my insight now and how I think now 
some of the things I said two and a half years ago, I don't all agree about. I don't all align with how my thoughts were then. My thoughts have changed in some ways, but I will say the principles that I share with you and the things I did to build my brand and my influence and and generate more income and opportunities, the same principles I applied are the same. I just learned to do less grind and, and live life a little more, but think smarter and work smarter. And my life has taken a complete change on the things that I'm doing now. And in every chapter, you're going to hear me share my thoughts. And it's raw and real. Just so you know, it's it's how I speak sometimes. There's ands, there's ums, there's there's background noise. It's it's literally I'm I giving you the raw, unedited version of me and my life and, and what was going through my mind and and just inside my mind, the mind of Brennan C. Adams. And after you see a record or hear a recording from two and a half years ago, I'm going to jump in and share my thoughts on how I viewed that now, my thought process now, some of the things I don't agree with anymore, and where I'm at now in my life and what's working and how the things I predicted in two and a half years ago are working today. I'm excited for this. This book is unlike anything else. I know you're going to enjoy it. And here's some of the topics we're going to jump into that you're going to like. So the early days of entrepreneurship, we're going to talk about my early days, where I started my career the corporate world, how I almost died in that time of my life. I'm going to talk about the apprentice competition. I'm going to talk about how I learned marketing at a young age and what I did to raise money before I even became a crowdfunding expert. I'm going to talk about the power of love and what it's done for me in my life and influenced me in so many ways. I'm going to talk about a company that I started Adams called Adams Product Innovation and how that failure led to a success. I'm going to talk about how I became the king of crowdfunding and how crowdfunding can be used to raise money for your own ideas. I'm going to go into podcasting, how to utilize that to build up your audience, your connections, and make more money. I'm going to talk about the start of Young Entrepreneur Convention, how it's created and what it's doing today. I'm going to talk about ambitious adventures, the journey of creating a TV show and what I've learned from the top entrepreneurs in the country and how I've applied to Think and Go Rich and applied it to be able to get a part of the movie Think and Go Rich, a legacy and how we're taking Napoleon Hill's work to a whole nother level and how to get media attention, media attention to help you get exposure and more opportunities in your business. And then I go into how to achieve anything you set your mind to and the future of entrepreneurship, which may scare you, may excite you. Either way, it's here, it's coming, and things are about to get crazy. So let's jump right into it. Well, let's jump right into my mind. I'm about to share with you everything I know. Let's get started. Chapter one, the early days of entrepreneurship, growing up as an entrepreneur and the beginning of my career. This is the beginning of my book that I created and I'm going to be creating right now. And I'm sitting here, I'm driving here down to Orlando, Florida and thinking about things and listening to a couple different books, uh, The Law of Success, uh, Think and Go Rich by Napoleon Hill, E-Myth by Michael Gerber and other books. And I've learned many things, but it's time for me to come out with another book, to come out with a book to share with you what I've learned because there's a lot of things that I know that can help millennials and even every generation 
with the knowledge I've gained by working with very influential people such as John Lee Dumas, Kevin Harrington, Forbes, Riley, um, being on shows with Ty Lopez, Grant Cardone, and uh, being influenced by many people such as Donald Trump and Tana Gertz and some other mentors, Cactus Jack Berenger, and the list goes on and on and on, and also being a part of the Think uh, film as a financial advisor of Think, the legacy of Think and Go Rich, and being a featured cast in that in that film with Bob Proctor, Lewis Howes, Darren Hardy, Barbara Corkin, Joel Brown, and, and many more. And everything, by the age of 26, I'm very humble, I'm very thankful for these opportunities. Um, and I've learned a lot through marketing, through crowdfunding, through TV, through promotion, through bootstrapping, through door-to-door sales, through all kinds of things, brick-and-mortar business, um, and, and all the different things I've had and been equated to in the past five years, and even since I was born. And there's much knowledge to take away that I have learned to take to you and for you to run with. And just one thing you can take out of this book that can help you understand what you want to do in life and what it is you want to do. With my goal of impacting 1 billion lives by December 31st of 2029, I intend to do that through inspiration, motivation, and education through the power of speaking, podcasting, TV, video, and education, even through this book, and uh, specifically through my TV show with Greg Roulette, Ambitious Adventures, and uh, all the other things we're doing with our companies to help people do what they love in life. And and you will get much out of this. You, you'll get to hear everything that I have done over the years for having successes, having failures, making money, losing money, doing things when all the odds are against me, overcoming them fears, and what my mindset was like in that instance, and, and how I had overcome that, and how you can achieve anything you want in life. And for you to understand how this book and everything I share with you is inspired mainly from the book Think and Rich by Napoleon Hill, which has changed my life. And whatever your mind does conceive and believe, your mind does achieve. And I've always remembered that. When I first read that book five years ago, I was in college and I got introduced to that by Cactus Jack Berenger. He spoke at Iowa State University and he said to read the book. And one day on the doorstep, before I left his house, he said to me, he said, Brandon, you become what you think about most of the time. And he repeated, you become what you think about most of the time. And at that time, I didn't quite understand what it meant. But then I, I studied more thinking and rich, and I understood that whatever my mind is consumed by, the thoughts, the actions, ideas, if I think about them enough and then apply them, I can achieve anything that I want in life. And for thinking and rich, the book, I've seen what Andrew Carnegie and, and all these people, Thomas Edison and... Uh, Einstein, all these people, what they have done uh, and how they become successful. And they're no different than you and I listening, anybody. They all become successful. And they became successful because they didn't accept the, their disadvantages. What they did is they had a burning desire to achieve something and they set out a goal and a definite purpose in life and they went after it. And they surrounded themselves with the right kind of people to get there. And, and after seeing that and reading that book and understanding that, I realized that it didn't matter that I was a small uh, Iowa boy from a small town in Garnerville, Iowa with 750 people. It didn't matter that in college, my first semester, I got a 1.68 GPA and it wasn't 
wasn't the smartest kid. It didn't matter that when I was a child I had a speech impediment and I couldn't speak correctly. It didn't matter any disadvantage that I had had. All that mattered that if I had a commitment to get something in life and I wanted something bad enough, I would figure out a way to get there. And that is the one thing for you to take away without even going into the book itself and understanding if I tell you this and you follow your life by it, does this. Whatever your mind conceives and your mind believes, it can achieve. If you believe in something enough, you will achieve it. And if other people will see the belief in your eyes and in your actions, they will see that and they will help you get to where you want to go. Tell the world where you want to go and you will get there. It all starts with self-confidence and belief. And that's the one big thing that I have and everybody should have is confidence in their self because everybody has something big to offer to this world. They just don't have the confidence yet to show it. And once you get the confidence and belief and mindset, there's nothing that will stop you. And the mindset and everything that I'm going to share with you in this book and everything that I have learned over the years is you can do anything. And with my goal to impact 1 billion lives by December 31st, 2029, I will impact 1 billion lives and I will become a billionaire by the time I'm 40, which is 13 years away. So that will happen. That is something I'm going to achieve. And I know that. And along the way, I want to share as much as I can with you so you can do your own journey to whatever it is you want to achieve in life because we all have a greatness to give. It's not all of us use this. So I want to see you be successful. So for me, let's go back to where I first began. So my name is Brendan T. Adams, and I grew up in a small town, Garnerville, Iowa. I grew up in that town, and it's, uh, it's about 10 minutes away from the Mississippi River. Uh, my dad was an entrepreneur. He had always been an entrepreneur, um, tried many different things. He, uh, growing up, he, he trapped, uh, he fished. His, his dad was a, a commercial fisherman, um, and he lived off the land. And that's no joke. He actually lived off the land. And uh, so they always eat uh, wild game because that's they, they didn't have much to live off of back then. So my dad didn't have a lot of money. And, and my dad, he tried different things growing up, and he had a... Um, he did a couple, couple different businesses working for people. He had a, a food truck where he sold sandwiches by a, a semi, uh, it's a truck stop area where he had sold sandwiches, made money. And then he got out of that, and then he almost bought a marina for boats. He got out of that, and then it wasn't until 1986 he started working for a ice business. Uh, Jim Mason is who he worked for. And he sold ice for him. He what he did is he he had ice bags that he would uh, distribute to different merchandisers across the Northeast Iowa region and into Wisconsin. And he worked for this guy doing this in the summer where there's high demand for that. These people need ice to cool their drinks and they need to put into their their drinks if they want to have a mixed drink or to keep food cool. So he did that and he he worked for the guy for a few years and he really built up the business. And it came to that point where he decided he doesn't want to work for somebody anymore. He wants to do his own thing. And basically, he gave the ultimatum, I'm going to start my own business. Um, and the guy said, no, you're going to work in the ice business. And uh, he sold the business to my father. And my dad ended up taking that business over, building it up. I was born in 1989. And throughout my life, I got to experience uh, what it was like to run a business, brick and mortar business. And 
that that was what I, I grew up in. So born December 31st, 1989, New Year's Eve baby. My dad said I was a tax reduction and my mom was sad she wasn't gonna get all the gifts for being the New Year's baby. But my dad had impounded a lot of things into me growing up. And so that business being around and now um, I had bought this company out three years ago and that was something I always envisioned to buy the business out. But I got to see at a young age what it was like to to run a business, to see my dad, the ups and downs when he was working with customers, when things were breaking down, when he was making money, he was losing money. Um, just the, the way, it, the things it took to get to where he needed to go and to support our family. And by witnessing this, I soaked it up. And I believe our childhood experiences will form us into who we are today, whether that be positive or negative, but you use them to your advantage to get better. And for me, I got to see what it was like to to experience a business. Um, I remember in kindergarten, I said what we were asked what we had to do or what we were gonna do when we grow up. And for me, what I wrote down is I drew a picture of an ice truck, I drew a picture of my dad and I with ice bags. And for me, I wanted to work with my dad one day and buy out the business. And that's what I always said I was going to do. And one day I did eventually do that. I always say I'd be the Spartan entrepreneurship. I, I was pouring a Spartan of it. My dad taught me a lot at a young age. Fast forward, one of the disadvantages I had in, in my childhood years was I was born with a speech impediment. I had a lisp. I couldn't say my S's very well and some of my R's and T's, my T's. It was hard. I got picked on as a kid. And I was always afraid to speak. I was afraid to speak in front of groups. I was afraid I, I would try to avoid saying any kind of words that had S in it. And it was tough for me. And my parents put me through speech impediment classes. And thankfully, my parents did that, my mom and dad. And it, it helped me get me better. But what really changed my my speaking was my own commitment. And some of the principles in Think and Go Rich are the principles that I applied at a young age before I even knew what the principles were and read the book, which surprised me down to this day. I knew when I grew up, I wanted to be a great salesman. I wanted to be a great salesman. I knew that I was going to be great at something. I wanted to become the best at something. I always knew I was going to be something great. And I knew if I wanted to be great, I had to be a great speaker. I had to be a great speaker that could speak um, well and communicate well because I knew that I was going to be powerful. So what I did is every single night I would practice speaking. I would speak in front of the mirror every day to watch myself with my mouth and how my S's would work and to make sure that I was speaking correctly. And I always told myself I'm going to become a great speaker. And I visualized being a great speaker, not having a speech impediment. And I tell myself I don't have a speech impediment. I am a great speaker. And after consistently doing that and going out of my comfort zone and, and raising my hand in front of class to go speak in front of class, it scared the hell out of me. But I knew it would help me get better. I had to face my fears. And fast forward time after years went by, I lost my speech impediment, and I ended up becoming a great speaker to now being a keynote speaker that speaks in front of thousands of people and having my own TV show where I'm seen by millions of people and all these great opportunities and people are like, how do you do it? How do you become a great speaker? And how do you do this? 
it's simple. I wanted to make my weakness my strength and I focused on it, visualized it, I worked my ass off and practiced every single day and did things that scared me and became better at it and now I can do it naturally. So one example of how I took my weakness and made it my strength and why I don't ever accept anybody um, when they say that they can't do something because of the disadvantage that they have. I've overcome my own physical disadvantage. Anybody can come over to disadvantages and there's many people, people that become blind, that become deaf, people that become uh, with uh, loss of leg, arms, they, they've been able to use their disadvantage in a way to their advantage to profit and to have a successful life and be able to do things that most people think are impossible because they made the commitment they were going to do it and they weren't going to let their disadvantage hold them back. So for me, that was a young age to see that I could achieve something, I could do something even though I had a disadvantage, nothing was going to stop me. So that's my childhood. Some of the things I had done to earn some early sales and doors, going door to door, um, I was always the lead salesman for selling for St. Jude's Bikeathon. Uh, raised money for St. Jude's Bikeathon, a great cause, which to think to this day, now owning a crowdfunding company that helps people raise money, it's, it's hard to believe where life takes you. But I would go around door to door and say, hey, would you donate money to St. Jude's Bikeathon? And then people would actually pledge uh, per mile that I would bike around a track um, to do and I would always bike the most so I can raise the most money and I'd win a free bike every single year and that was the early years of knowing door to door sales and how to raise money and how to get people to give you money and then I did Boy Scouts I was a lead popcorn salesman I would sell popcorn to people door to door and I got to win prizes I always saw the incentive behind things I want to become the best to show people I can become the best and I wanted to raise a lot of money do a lot of good and again that my dad also impounded many things into me as a child that I had to do great things and to give back and we would actually for church what we did is we would give during Thanksgiving fruit baskets and we'd go door to door and give these fruit baskets out um, and not, expect nothing in return just to give these out to the elderly and these are the things that kind of built me into the entrepreneur I was for doing sales but also my mother was a caring person that really wanted to impound into me that you need to be caring you need to think about people's perspective what they go through and whether they're mean or nice to you, there might be something going on in their life that you don't understand. So always put yourself in a different perspective to understand them. And that's why me being a Midwestern, um, very genuine and caring person, I love to help people. Um, so I'm thankful to have that as a childhood growing up. And, and to get into my life where I got going, is so went through high school. High school was another part of my life where I learned sports. I, I always wanted to become the best. I wasn't the most talented person, but I was the hardest working. And hard work will beat lazy talent every single day. So I would focus on things, and I did sports. So I played basketball, I ran track, but football was kind of my thing. I was a defensive end, I played linebacker, and I wanted to become the best at, at being somebody that could hit people and tackles and, and lift weights. So I'd be in the gym all the time, and when others weren't, and I... I ended up becoming very good at football, and going into my junior year, I was a defensive end, one of the top defensive ends with the most sacks in the state of Iowa, and also worked with my team to become better, which we had an 8-0 record uh, going in, and then we ended up going to the playoffs but losing, but uh, at that time, we were one of the best teams in the, in the state that had a lot of publicity coming around us, we're on TV, and it was a cool experience, but I got to see what it was like to work as a team, and, and see what it's like to put in that work ethic. 
ethic. And then going to my senior year, I became the captain of our team. And and so it was like when a team actually fell apart. People that going to our senior year didn't have enough belief in their self, so they quit. And we had to put a team together. And for me, being a captain, like I had to embed them that anything is possible. Um, but I learned a lot by going to the gym all the time, lifting weights, and trying to be the best. And football impounded a lot into me that made me realize like if you work hard you put in the work you work as a team and you believe in yourself you can have success and, and, and things in life and then once I got out of uh, once I got out of high school I went into college and this is a part where things kind of changed my life um, in college I my first semester I guess I, I got caught up into the drugs and alcohol and uh, doing partying every night and never went to class because in high school it was quite easy for me um, to get A's, but then going to college, I thought that I could just show up to the test and get an A and get things done right. Well, it didn't work that way. Ended up getting a 1.6A GPA my first semester academic probation, and then going in towards the end of my second semester of freshman year, I got actually into fights and just some wrong things. I got kicked out of the dorm five days before, but the Helzer Hall that's still there at in Ames, Iowa, got kicked out of the dorm because I was disrupting people, I was causing fights, and I'd been in a big fight. Um, and I got to the moment in my life, I'm like, well, I need to make a change, otherwise I'm going to probably drop out of college, go join the family business, sell ice for a living, but then everybody would always tell me that it was handed down to me, and that it was given to me, and all these different things, why I wasn't a success, and it was just easy for me. So I decided that I was going to make a change in my life, and I did, and I started academics, and I started getting better, we got a 3.0 and above every other semester. Um, and then when things changed in my life, um, I mean, I always had the entrepreneur endeavors during college. I remember selling apple pie, which is basically like a moonshine. Apple pie had I ever cleared it. Um, I would sell that in the dorm rooms to make money. And I always like selling things, I always selling different things in college to make a buck here and there. And then, um, then I got to my junior year. It was the it's actually the junior year before I was going into my senior year, I believe. And um, what I did, actually made my senior year, um, what I did is uh, I went to an extra credit. It was actually extra credit for a speech comp class. And when I was becoming better at speaking at that time, uh, but wasn't quite the speaker I was today, or am today, uh, but I went to a, it was a speech, or a, a presentation by Cactus Jack Barringer, which interests me because he invented million dollar ideas, he had been on Shark Tank, and it interests me of what he had done. And I went to that presentation. I was there early. I actually talked to Jack prior to his speech. And we talked about deer hunting and different things. Then he spoke. And he uh, talked about inventing products and making deal on Shark Tank and all the things he'd done. But he led me to a book, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. And that book changed my mindset. It changed how I thought. Um, it, it did a lot of things for me. So I'd read that book and I started reading it religiously. And again, it goes back to I could do anything. It didn't matter where I was born or raised. I had the power to do anything if I control my mind to do it. The mind is very powerful. And I, I had that mindset and it wasn't quite, uh, didn't know what I was going to do with it. I thought it was going to be in the ice business or whatever it was. And then one day I had this aha moment. I was delivering ice in, it was Ferryville, Wisconsin, just getting done with a stop. 
and it was probably 97 degrees out that day and so hot and I got done I went and got a bottle of uh, beverage I got a Gatorade and uh, went and uh, took a drink set it down in my truck drove down the road this this straight truck that I had a stick shift and the heater or the heater the actual AC was off um, it didn't work and it was, felt like it was a sauna in that truck and I went to take another drink 10 minutes later and my bottle of beverage was warm I had this problem before and I wanted to solve the problem I could put ice cubes in but it's time consuming to fit ice cubes in I wanted something that would easily slip inside the bottle of beverage and also be able to flavor it as well I wanted to create something unique and different and that moment was the day I invented a product called the Arctic Stick um, I ended up taking that to Iowa State University my last semester and took a class. Um, the class that I took was Econ 334 with Kevin Kimmelly. It was an ag entrepreneurship class, but I loved the class because what it did was an opportunity for us to develop our idea. And I wanted to develop Arctic Stick. And this idea, I remember we had the opportunity to interview a, a successful entrepreneur. And what I did is I interviewed Cactus Jack Berenger, who had led me to the book, Think and Go Rich. And I briefly introduced idea to him and showed him the idea and this idea to him he didn't quite understand at the beginning but um, basically said that it's a great idea but he picked certain people to work with him it costs money and at the time I didn't quite understand what it all meant but uh, he did see some kind of thing with the idea that might work um, so during that semester I I worked hard and I, I applied the principles of focusing on something working hard and I learned a lot it, the idea of Arctic Stick was first a, a stick of ice that was going to fit inside a bottle of beverage and eventually turned into a reusable product. Um, and then I started learning about product development and, and how expensive it was to have prototypes and molds. And first, uh, going into that last semester, like I didn't know what I was getting myself into, but I knew that I wanted to win the class competition, which was $500, but out of 80 people, it was a way for me to like prove myself. I had some ego involved. Um, so I ended up winning uh, one of the three people that won the business plan for moving forward with our idea, and Arctic Stick had had a concept that I believe that could make it in market. And this was 2012. I was graduated from college. I got a degree, um, a major in business management, minor in entrepreneurship, which at the time, uh, there was no opportunity for a major in entrepreneurship. I gained that, graduated, got my diploma, my certificate, um, and I, I had this idea. And Arctic Stick, now what? And what I had done is moved back home to Gardnerville, Iowa, and went there. And from this point, I started working the ice business. And I was working in the ice business, and I was developing Arctic Stick at time. And also, I was even selling real estate um, during this time to make extra money. And also because uh, somebody had told me that I couldn't pass the exam the first time around. And for me, like I wanted to prove them wrong, which I passed the exam the first time around. And that person told me that was end up becoming my broker. So I was doing multiple things. I was um, working ice business, selling real estate, and developing an invention I had called the Arctic Stick. So that summer, working with uh, the ice business, I was working that business and building that up uh, with my father. And uh, I was also exploring Arctic Stick. And my first um, kind of seeing like how anything is possible 
I needed $10,000 to get our sick work and moving forward. It, it, the money was going to be used for working with my mentor, Cactus Jack Banger, but also to for marketing and to um, get the intellectual property. Uh, I was working with Zarly Law Firm at the time, and I wanted to get the intellectual property to patent Arctic Stick and trademark. And time I had no money, broke out of college. And I asked my dad, I remember asking him while on ice rods, dad, I need like $10,000. And uh, he, uh, he said, son, if you're gonna do something like this, you need to figure it out on your own. So that's what I did. Most people would quit. But that moment I realized it didn't matter that I didn't have the money. It didn't matter what my situation was. I was broke out of college. What mattered is I wanted something and I was going to get it and I nothing was going to stop me. And what I did is I got a cardboard and wrote down different ideas for Arctic Stick, what I was going to do with the money. And I went around to family, friends, and some fools, uh, I turned family friends and fools, family friends and just some people I didn't know, and pitched and said, hey, if you invest in me, um, I will pay back your money within two years. Uh, I'll pay you 5% on your money. Plus, once I reach uh, over $100,000 of net sales, I will double your initial investment. So if they invested um, $1,000, um, they'll get 5% on their money. And then once I reached uh, over $100,000 of net investment uh, or, or revenue, I would give them another $1,000. So I raised that in six weeks. I raised 10 grand and I moved forward. And that was my first realization. Like It didn't matter if I didn't have the money or what it was. If I really wanted something, I would achieve it. So I started working with that concept with Arctic Stick and, and moving forward. And then it was August 1st, 2012. I had went on the pilot run of a TV show called America's Got Money with Cactus Jack, with uh, Tana Gertz, with, uh, with uh, who else do we have? Uh, Noah McNeely and some other people. And I pitched and that actually was the first time when I was going to be pitching for the cameras. And I found out that I was going to be getting on that show, the pilot run, a week before. I was on ice route and Jack had called me and said, hey, how would you like to be on this pilot run of the TV show I'm doing? Well, hell yeah. I said yes and got off the phone. I'm like, how am I going to do this? How am I going to pitch in front of these people? I don't even have a prototype. Um, what can I do? Um, and what I did is within a week, I created a prototype. Uh, closest thing that looked like the Arctic State at the time was like a uh, cigar tube, a uh, long tube. So I got a bunch of cigars, uh, bought like $200 worth of cigar tubes, and like spray painted, drill holes, made it look somewhat similar to Arctic Stick, what I thought it would look like anyway. And then I practiced my pitch every day. No cards, wrote it down, listened to, uh, recorded, then listened to it back, um, and then just became really good at pitching it. And then by the time I pitched, I gave the best pitch I could ever give. It was a five minute pitch. Um, everything flowed very uh, flawlessly, and I did great. Um, and I was in front of the camera, I realized how much I actually loved to be in front of the camera. And I, on set of there, I met a few people that later in the story you'll learn became friends and also good business relationships. One of them being Tana Gertz, was a season three runner-up of The Apprentice of Donald Trump. Um, and then also um, Noah McNeely, who, who was the, the owner of Slingshot Product Development Group, who, who helped take products to market. And somebody I knew before even going in to um, this, that he was going to, um, I knew that he could help me with the idea. So that day when I pitched, I pitched and then while we were on break, I straight up asked Noah McNeely, and this is my first time in knowing like, just ask, just ask for help and people will help you. 
I told them, hey, would you be willing to take on this project, um, help me develop this, and in return you get a percentage of the sales that I do, um, and we could work together. Well, three weeks later, August 23rd, we signed the deal and we went to business together and Slingshot Product Development Group helped me um, to start developing my product. And in the next three years, we had done product development, went through the, the prototyping, the CAD drawings, and did the different files to create this, and we even did the manufacturing, everything. We worked together, and I learned a lot. We spent $100,000 from working extra jobs and everything else, and after pitching and everything else, I learned so many things through Arctic Stick. I learned how to speak better, I learned how to pitch, I learned how to uh, do the development process, I learned how to market, I learned so many things, and that's why I always tell people, you may not know where you're going at the beginning, but if you just stick with something, go forward, good things will happen. And from the time and money investment in Arctic Sick, I learned a lot. I learned that I there are so many things I could do that I use today, which allow me to charge high ticket prices for different items that I sell or get into business deals um, that are six, seven figure deals because I had that experience from Arctic Stick. So for anybody listening, whatever it is that you're looking to do, stick with something, knock out of the park, learn from that, and always make pivots along the way. It's your foundation. It may not be exactly what you're going to set off your life for, but it'd be the beginning steps. Um, so that was one of the big takeaways for Arctic Stick um, that I have learned. You know, I got to say, I'm, I feel lucky the fact that growing up, I got to learn from my father and see what it's like to run a business. And looking back on my journey, Everything we experience in our childhood, in our early days, teenager days, and what I experienced through playing football and, and going to college and even the, the ups and downs from when I almost dropped out of college to the experiences I had and the downfalls, they all set me up for my future. They set me up for future success. In a lot of people, what I see is people look back and they see the things that happen in their life, the bad, the tragic things, and they use that to hold them back when you should actually be using that to push you forward. The bigger the obstacles we have, the bigger the story, the more that we can impact people, the more we can do with that. You know, you can do one of two things. If you have a bad past, you can say, oh, I had a bad past and because of that, this is why I'm not succeeding. Or you can say, I had a bad past and because of that, I am using that to succeed. That is what's fueling me to become successful. I look at when I first grew up, I, I remember hating the fact that I couldn't communicate as well as others. I couldn't speak very well. I am so glad that I was born with a speech impediment because that impediment allowed me to become a better speaker. If I wouldn't have had that, I, I don't think I'd be speaking and be in front of the camera and, and doing what I do today because that obstacle I had, that impediment is what pushed me to overcome it. And because I overcame that, I pushed myself to become a better person. So I want you to think about in your life, what happened in your past and whether it's, it's growing up as a child, maybe family things or anything that you've had in your life that it, maybe it affected you in some way. Is it, a, is it pushing you forward or is it something holding you back? 
because we need to let go of things in the past. We need to learn to use our past, our early days, and and use that to push us forward. And I'm so thankful in my journey from the obstacles I've had and also the the invention Arctic stick. I look at people, sometimes they're like, oh, how'd that invention work out for you? You spent $100,000 and it's on the market, but you didn't really make that much money from it. Well, you know what? That invention, that experience, that $100,000 I put in, no, I didn't see it back from the invention, but I did see it back in the other endeavors I took on. Arctic Stick led me to crowdfunding. It led me to producing TV content, to coaching, to advising, to speaking, and I've made way more back from those experiences, so I had to experience Arctic Stick first. So again, I want you to take away... Look at your past, what you've done, and it's experience. It's learning. Everything you do is for a reason. It helps you become a better entrepreneur. Allow your past to drive your future.